If you are serious about building your short-term rental business to $10,000, $20,000, maybe even $30,000 a month or more, you have come to the right place. My name is Kyle Stanley, and this is the Fearless Investor Podcast, where we teach you all things short-term rentals. The best guests, the best tools, the best strategies. There are so many investing paths out there. It can be seriously overwhelming to start out as a new investor, but take it from me, short-term rentals is the best and the quickest way to build your cash flow. So buckle up, listen in, and get ready to conquer the world of short-term rentals. Here we go. Team Fearless, if you didn't already know, I closed on close to 100 doors in just under two years, and I did it without using any of my own money and without leaving the comfort of my office chair. Now I did this with something I like to call the caster method. And maybe you've heard me talk about it, but now is your chance to actually learn this exact method from me. In my five day caster challenge, I'm gonna help you find hot deals. You're gonna hear real conversations that I have with sellers that are live. And by day five, you will have everything you need to get on the phone with a motivated seller in your market. Jump on this five day caster challenge today. Go to thefearlessinvestors.co backslash five day. That's thefearlessinvestors.co backslash five day. Let me show you exactly how good deals are created, not just found. See you there. Hey, what's up, guys? The Fearless Investors Podcast here. We are with you. It's just me, Kyle Stanley, this time with you. Halame is in Nashville as we recorded this. And so what I've got for you, though, is crazy, crazy interesting. So Garrett Brown on the podcast here today is talking about glamping. And really, my question was, like, does it work? Is it really worth it? And when you see the type of glamping that he is promoting, you're going to understand exactly why this works so well. So we're not talking about an RV. We're not talking about a teepee. We're talking about a geodome plus a mirror house on one 11 acre property. That's the really amazing thing about this. And if you're watching right now, you're going to see that mirror house and it's going to blow your mind. If you're listening, just click on the link in the show notes so you can follow along and see these photos because this place is unreal. And we talk about the numbers, we talk about, you know, kind of just like is again, the the question mind of all of it is is it worth it? And you're going to be blown away by these numbers. We're talking about close to 100% ROI all in in just year 1 based on where he's at in a very saturated market, mind you, in Houston, Texas where there's tons of listings and people complaining about like I'm not getting any bookings anymore. Well, this is something that's been 90 plus percent occupied both units on this property any any given month of the year, which is what's extremely exciting about this. He's not dealing with competition like the rest of the market is. So with that being said, let's get to it right now with Garrett Brown so that he can deliver all of the details, all of the information about glamping in Houston, Texas, and also how you can use this in your market with both a mirror house or a geodome. Hey guys, welcome into the Fearless Investor podcast. Fearless Investors, I got to used to saying that. We just changed that, Garrett, recently. So <laughs> I'm excited to have you on here, man. Um, we got connected and I saw your places and I was just like, this is so unique, so different. This is fun. Let's let's get Garrett on the show here. So excited to have you on. But as always, man, uh, I got to ask you, what's your craziest short-term rental story that you've got for our audience? I have a couple. Thank you for having me on, by the way. Yeah, I really yeah. appreciate it. Great content and education. Uh, I have a couple, and I would, I'll would i definitely lean towards, I had to get a bat out of a property. Oh, uh, fun. 
<laughs> not long ago. Yeah, that was. Uh... I'm just thinking of Tommy Boy or Black Sheep, whichever movie that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was a uh, that was a hopefully a once in a lifetime experience. Luckily, no bat was harmed in the uh, <laughs> in the process, or no person, any person. So yeah, no harm, no foul. But yeah, that was that was mm, at the top top three for sure of my, of my short term rental career. Now, now I'm also thinking of the scene from The Office when Dwight puts it right over. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, uh, why can't I think of her name, the redhead? But um, is is that how you did it? Like, did you have to get pots and pans or a bag or like how'd you? Uh, end up getting yeah, it? basically mop bucket and a, a baking sheet. Yeah, and a broom. No lie. Oh that my is, gosh. Uh, so anybody has um, you know, bat problem anytime, give me a call. Yeah. I I do charge an expertise fee, but I'm here. Call Garrett Brown or Dwight Schrute. And I just thought it was uh, <laughs> Meredith. Meredith was who he threw yeah. the bag over the head of. <laughs> Garrett, I'm I'm excited to talk about this property, man. Um, I am going to go ahead and just show this while people are listening slash watching. If you if you are with us live, you're about to see this, and it's immaculate. But if you are watching on the YouTube channel, you're in the right place. If you're listening on the podcast, I really want to encourage you to just go down to the show notes right now. Click on the link. It's Cameron Ranch glamping.com and this place is super super cool so i'm i'm thinking to myself like when when i saw this property i'm like yes i gotta have this guy on because i just needed to know what was the inspiration from a for a mirror tiny house and for those of you that aren't seeing this right now it's literally a tiny house in the middle of the woods pretty much and it's just mirrors as walls on the outside it's it's wild so what was the inspiration for this so we really, when we initially set out to make a glamping site, because we also have a um, geodome that we built as well on the property, that uh, we really wanted to have this the most unique. I have a little bit of a marketing background, so we know the product always just makes it so much easier to sell it. Yeah. And we knew we really wanted to get to the market in a you know in a, in a kind of little bit of a close to getting oversaturated side in Texas. So we knew we needed something that was kind of show stopping. There's a lot of teepees and tents and there's even a lot of geodomes which you know we knew initially has done very very well but mm -hmm. we knew we wanted something different when we were building the property and we linked up with a company that's actually from eastern europe uh estonia they go by the oud they're the oud house or oud hotel company they do a, a mix of both um and they they aligned completely with our vision uh their product is you know it was an easy kind of turnkey thing for putting it on there. We also, there's a, you know, a lot of things not showing that we put outdoor bath. We also have their sauna feature and we really just wanted to create something just jaw dropping in nature that we knew the modern amenities, you know, of other glamping sites weren't going to be able to compete with. And we beat a lot of people to market. So it's been going very well recently and we're, uh, we're pretty excited for the future with it. So I've got questions on both sides, the glamping of the mirror house and also the geodome, but I want to start with the mirror house. So the, the fun questions first, I guess, <laughs> when you look at a mirror house, biggest question that comes to mind is like, wait, what, what if like, what if something hits one of those mirrors on the outside and you got to replace it? Like that just sounds like a disaster. Have you had anything like that happen yet? No. The, so these are, th this company has been, they, there's tons of these in Europe. So these are, there's okay. only a couple of them that have made it to uh, the States. There's only I think, okay. four sites. Um, they're industrial strength top of the line, whatever the, I'm not a, not a window expert. I'm sure the, uh, president and all of them could rave on for hours about the exact window strength and things, but in they're some of the highest quality windows you can make. They bring them in from Europe actually. And now they, they put them together in Houston, Texas. 
And there's also a UV film that's on the outside of them that animals can see, especially birds in particular, um, and humans can't see. So as long as you put it, you know, this is a normal house. You wouldn't, I wouldn't put it right up under, uh, you know, big tree branches that look like it are dying or anything. Like right, that. right, right. But, uh, you know, we have it just a little bit back so you can still see the panoramic view of the forest that we sit on. But yeah, the it's, it's, it's like a regular tiny house it, with anything with big windows. It's the same. If you get industrial strength, it'd be the same kind of building principles to where you would locate it and the infrastructure under it. As you, we can see, we have a deck around it, but it's a concrete yeah. slab under because it it's it's a tiny house. It's two hundred twenty-one square feet, but uh, it it weighs quite a bit because you know bath and everything else is inside. Oh, for of sure, it. for sure. So on the inside, when I'm in there as a guest, it just looks like a window that I'm looking at. The entire house is just looks like a window, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I can yeah. Uh, show a quick screen yeah. of it, but yeah, it's basically. At night, it uh, turns into all windows just because of how the sun works. Sure. Um, specifically with it, but during the day, you can see right out it out a different way. This is a daytime view of it. So during That's the daytime, awesome. it is a mirror place, and at night, it is fully all windows. But we do provide curtains, and it is extremely ex uh, secluded. We have eleven acres, and we designed it that way that you know there's no potential chance of anybody being in the area around there, anyways. So the next question that comes to mind is just like, all right, what kind of wildlife is out there? And has there been any deers or bears or anything? Just thinking like, hey, I see another one of me. I'm going to go get interested and go right up to the house. Has there been anything like that? No, we uh, we, we live next to a, a national forest. Um, and I will say, surprisingly, the only thing that I thought I would see more of is maybe like wild hogs. But uh, we nah. There's there's a typical you know you'll see deers and things like that, but they don't really come near. They're so uh, you know now there's lights and things everywhere like solar you know uh, string lights and that, that deers are very very smart surprisingly and uh, at least in avoiding this. So luckily no I don't I don't have any wood right by me, but knock on wood. Luckily I haven't dealt with it and don't have to anytime soon. Now, I know you've got the outdoor bath and you got some fun outdoor stuff, but just the mirror house itself, mm -hmm. right? You said that it's a European company. They design it. They ship it out to you. What What does that cost even before plumbing or electrical or anything? What's that cost just to get it right there on your property? Uh, I'm pretty sure their turnkey just drop unit like that with bathtub um, comes with the, wa the water heat. The only thing on the inside I had to put in was a mini split AC unit which costs about 3000 but all in for just the unit, you're about $135,000. Okay. So how does that compare to call it, you know, in the area, a one bedroom or a two bedroom house? So it depends on your mission. So the thing is, I, I knew what I was going to with this property. I, I, I have, you know, I built a few glamping, uh, unique, very unique structures as far as the dome and the mirror house. And then I also have a, you know, a house at the front that I was able to acquire the land with and get it for, you know, an owner-occupied loan for 5% down. I'm I'm renovating the house some while, you know, we're using it as a short-term rental, but I knew what my vision was all the time going into it. So if you're using this to, you know, if you're using this for a short-term rental or you're looking into those, it's very cost-efficient for what it is and how, because I could have bought, you know, built an A-frame or even my Geodome. Uh, it's extremely luxurious. A little, probably about double the size of the mirror house. Okay. But the mirror house can command a higher rent and they both cost about the same to build. The dome is probably a little bit on the lighter side. It was also my first unique structure build. So there's a little bit of a, 
you know, like an idiot tax in there for not knowing some of the things I knew spent overspent a little bit on things. Yeah. But, um, but overall this type of product, if you can get it, something that can rent in the 350 range consistently and it can get it for under 150,000 for the, the unit almost turnkey. It's, it's kind of a no brainer on a lot of, a lot of aspects, especially if you don't have construction expertise and you just never done anything like this, they make it very simple because they already have the product pretty much. They've learned from a lot of their mistakes. So it was definitely good doing it both ways. Building the geodome was about the same cost. I was able to learn some things though. So for going forward, uh, you know, I won't make the same mistakes. And then this was a, another good experience as well, too, working with a company that has been in this space for 10, 11 years, leaning on people's expertise. Absolutely. Did you just tell me that you're getting 350 a night on average? Oh, yeah. Easy. My goodness. And and I know, based on what you and I talked about before, you're, you're booked all the time. Oh, yeah. All the time. At least 90% every month. And we've been, and, and the Geodome as well. Geodome does amazing. We can't, we probably could raise it up a little bit, but yeah, these things, they do, they do killer, especially if you're good with your marketing and the outdoor amenities are, are so key too. We have amazing outdoor amenities at both of them. All right. So let me make sure I got these numbers right, because you told me that with this company all in before doing some of the other stuff, the outdoor bath, the electrical, all that kind of stuff, you're around like 135 Yeah. at, at 90% occupied at 350 for the year. That's $115,000. You're almost making a hundred percent ROI year one. That's is that about right? Yeah. No, yeah, we, we do. We're, we're very close. The the outdoor amenities and area did, you know, infrastructure is very costly. But now that we're adding on more units, we're only going to get more profitable now because roads, septic, wells, getting, you know, cool with the permitting department. Yeah. All that costs a lot of money. But now that we have established a lot of that, it's it's just going to go up a lot more. So, yeah. Um, and, and Were there financing options for this or did you have to buy it with cash? So I'm actually in the partner program for them, but you can buy it cash. Um, so that that's a little bit different nuanced thing because I had my own glamping site. So most people wouldn't fit that bill, but you can pretty much buy it cash. You probably could find some type of financing if you, you know, if maybe with a local bank, especially if you're out in that community or you got good relationships. Yeah. Just because it, it is a solidly built, you know, permitted place. Like it's going to be worth what, what you're getting it for. So I'm sure there's people out there that would. But yeah, no, there's, uh, but for the dome, there's not many financing options. But now that I have a proof of concept, finding investors is a little easier now, this next go around. <laughs> well, and when you're doing something super unique like this, you know, I, I know a lot of people who have places in Houston and how saturated it got. Super. And, you know, they're just like, oh, you know, I'm just not getting the bookings I used to. This, this isn't a whole league of its own. And this is really, to me, where people need to be going with short-term rentals and, I mean, you know, aside from not being able to do a five or 10% down option, like this is an incredible return guys. Like <laughs> I hope you're Absolutely. hearing this right now. And so I like, I'm thinking about like, okay, how can I go get a line of credit credit? How can I go get an investor? How can I maybe get a working capital loan? Like I'm thinking about all the things right now, heck 0% interest credit cards. Like <laughs> my, yeah. my brain no, is I, going. I, I utilized it all. And, and I mean, how I initially got the land and, and I was one of those investors in mm -hmm. Houston, smaller Airbnb condos. We used to do okay. I had four or five, you know, four or five of them in one unit that, you know, eighty, ninety thousand dollars to get into the condo, you know, a little bit of overhead from the HOA. But we were doing okay, making a thousand, two thousand bucks a month, paying it down. But once the big time investors came into Houston and it got super oversaturated in that twenty nineteen area, people buying it up. Mm -hmm. I, I saw it as a realtor. 
Um, and it came almost diff because then you were competing at price at that level. Yeah. Like you couldn't use, you could only use so much creativity in a one bedroom condo, you know, like, yeah, don't, they just want to cheap that. At that point, they really just want the cheapest and safest place or buy the most, you know, restaurants or something like that. Um, so yeah, then I decided to, to come out with this, but I was able, because I was able to put 5% down on the house only using my owner occupying loan. And I did live there for a year technically, cause we were building out the site and I was learning yeah. from the local people. Um, I saved a ton of cash to be able to really put it into this. Cause if I were to put 20% down to get the land, the house, all that, uh, man, I, you know, that's tons of capital up front and it would have been almost impossible to build these type of units, getting those type of loans. So utilizing those and kind of land hacking is, uh, the community has kind of called it where you, you know, have the equity play to at the front right. of the house. These are some of you know, the mirror house, especially is an equity play. The dome is a little more subjective on how much it would sure. appraise, even though the infrastructure, it's a commercially permitted structure in my County. Um, and I haven't got that appraisal, so I don't know how that's going to go. I'm, I'm not worried about it right now, but, um, I got, I got a bunch of money for very low interest rate. Cause I used owner occupied loan lived there. And, you know, I, I, I still continue to, um, there's been about three years now I've, I've had the property. So it, that, that was very helpful in the, the scheme of things too. All right, listen up. If you are not using Price Labs, you are literally throwing money in the trash. Dynamic pricing is a must in our industry. If you don't know what that is, dynamic pricing is just a fancy term for supply and demand pricing. When demand is high, Price Labs will get you high price bookings. And when demand is low, it will fill up your calendar while the competition overprices themselves and leaves everything vacant. I was dumb in the beginning of my short-term rental journey. I thought I could do it all without Price Labs. So one day I just said, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm going to try this thing out. And immediately my income went up 15 to 20% on my listings. I really was kicking myself. I should have been using this from the beginning. So don't make the same mistake as me. Get started with your free 30-day trial at fearlesskyle.com forward slash price labs. Or even better, how about getting 25% off your first six months as a thank you for being a part of the STR six-figure formula membership? That's right. Go to fearlesskyle.com forward slash 6FF to become a member and claim that discount today. So just so I have an understanding of the layout, we got 11 acres, we got a house, we got the mirror house, and we got a geodome, but yep. they're all very well spaced out. Yeah, very well spaced yes. out. But we do, have, and we do have another corner um, that we're about to put more three units together that's still out of the way and do a little bit different concept uh, that we want to uh, we'll tackle soon. So it's just going to really shoot up from there. Do you have to pay taxes on any of these once you build them? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. County definitely. Well, more, more so for yeah. the geodome, I guess, is what I'm thinking, since it's not really an equity play. Do they consider that another um, taxable so, unit? So, so the one thing about it is right now, um, my, they they haven't, since they haven't come really done a full appraisal on you, that is due drive, mm -hmm. especially in my county. They know they know the, everything we have going on, but we pay we pay a very high hotel tax. We're considered okay. a hotel. Yeah. yeah. So they it, it's a in it, honestly it's something I can't even speak on too much because it's kind of a weird limbo for them too. Even though I'm in an area that's a very short term rental based area, what I'm doing is extremely unique to sure. everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I'm making rules for you. <laughs> they really are, and they've yeah. been very very good to work with. I, I I've one thing about it is I really planned ahead with my permitting process because that would be the one thing that I see so many um, people trying to do this get held up on or they have some land and they're like, oh, let me try this with it. Mm -hmm. it, it if, you, if you don't, one, don't lie to your county, be honest with what you're doing. And then two, be, you know, really try to have a general idea of what kind of structure, if you're going to, you know, have septic tanks and all that, 
because they'll make your life way easier. Like, and and I brought my business plan to the county, and you know, this is the type of thing they they they're trying to add on, and they're they're making they're making some good hotel tax off me. Definitely. Good, win win. Both of these houses, the Geodome and the Mirror House, and this will be a good transition for us to talk a little bit more about the Geodome. Uh, what's different about managing upkeep, ongoing expenses of those compared to just call it uh, a regular tiny home or maybe even like a, an ADU unit in the back of a house? Sure. Um, so Geodome is surprisingly there. Both of I bought the Geodome from a company called Pacific Domes. They're a little pricier, but they've been doing this for a long time. And they were also able to give me the architecture plans, which helped me get it commercially permitted. Um, Geodome is amazing for how it, how, for what it can do. And it does amazing. I don't even have, there's an insulation liner they sell. That's pretty expensive that I passed on because I'm in Houston and we don't really have that much of in the cold weather. And it did remarkably well in the cold. Now I will say the heat is a little bit more of a struggle, especially when it's 115 in August in Houston and, or, you know, where I'm at in cold spring technically. Um, and we have a big AC unit. We had to add another portable AC unit on the other side just to really get past that heat part. We have curtains and other, yeah. other things. Um, so the Geodome, overall, it's an amazing product. The heating of it is a little wonky because it's so tall. It's about 16 feet high, and it's oh wow abnormal. But uh, but but the Mirror House, I will say, you know, it goes like it's tiny, so a lot of people like the Geodome because of the space. But upkeep on the Mirror House is is next to none. And the geodome, wow. you have to you have to wash the outside. These windows for the mirror house stay remarkably clean. Like my really, remarkably clean. Blows. Wow. Even my cleaning team were were pleasantly happy because they thought they were you know they're like oh my god we have to clean these windows all the time. But that's what I was thinking. Yeah, they stay remarkably clean. We do a deep clean every few months, but that's really the only time we touch them. Like there's been wow. nothing. But yeah, and the dome, I have to give a good washing or have my property you know that my property help do like a good washing on the outside with soap and like a car wash brush and okay you know you you windex down the big window of, of, of the front bay but overall they're both pretty great products like it's it's really really surprising like the upkeep on the tiny house i mean on the mirror cabin is definitely better it's just a better design product sure overall um but if you're so if you're if, if i was redoing it i would have probably just bought the mirror house first outright um before even building a geodome but i do love my geodome and it does great it's just a lot of people have them and and they're a little weirder on the upkeep, but they're not terrible. So really just extra clean on both and not even that much extra cleaning yeah. when it comes to the mirror they're, house. So that's very similar yeah. to very similar to regular houses overall. That's awesome. So my question, just from a guest perspective, is if I'm going to book a geodome, what should I be expecting as the feel, the experience on that compared to just again, a, a tiny house? Um, I, I think like I think the height of the ceilings really gets pick people, and um, I, I think it's 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 one of those things where if you've never been in it, it's hard to explain it, and 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 that's kind of just a a big overview of when you walk in. That's and beautiful. those ceilings go, yeah, the ceilings go up to about, uh, yeah, I think they're about 16, 18 feet, and just that different, like being just so different from things people have done. It, there's you know there's cabins everywhere, there's a frames everywhere. There's also, um, you know, there's quite a bit of uh, just regular old glamping tents. But in the area that I'm in, there's not much competition. And, you know, we, we installed a, a, a luxury bathroom inside yeah. of it. It has, you know, that type of space. We really wanted to make people feel like they were in, you know, the luxury of minis that are used to from home. 
but then just something so unique. And then at that point too, they become our marketing anyways for us. They, uh, they post all the content and it's so, uh, eye catching that other people are instantly interested in wondering what it is themselves. It literally looks like you took the, the walls and the roof off of a, a house and you just put a big old jungle gym around it and put a, a tent on top of that. <laughs> like that, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of what it looks like. Even when you went to that kitchen photo, it was like there, there was actually a wall that stopped right at a normal yeah. height there. And then yeah. the ceiling just keeps on going after that. That's yeah. That's wild. Yeah, on that backside is where the bathroom is, and I, uh, I need to arrange a couple of these pictures a little differently now. I'm <laughs> noticed right now, which is great. Uh, great. Um, yeah, reconnaissance no, is, right now. This is um, great. Yeah, and, so and then you see out the front side too. Yeah, and then your TV is almost like on a. It looks almost like one of those hospital uh, cart yep. things. People can move it not, around. Yeah, because yeah. it's not not on a wall. That's interesting. So, my question. Is you said about three fifty a night, ninety percent occupied for the mirror house. What about the geodome house? What do those? Uh, we're about two seventy a night, and we're about ninety percent occupied on that one as well. On the weekends, we've we we and especially right now, we're technically even on our slow season. Like obviously, summer is amazing over here. We'll be able to get about three thirty nine per night on the weekends in the geodome, and we're we're at three ninety nine. I think we'll probably stay there just because I don't I don't. I mean, I could raise the price at the mirror house, but. It's also one of those things like at some point I'm like, man, I don't know. I just feel bad at some point too, like just pricing people out of it, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. completely out of it. So, but I haven't gotten any backlash. Everybody I have, we have amazing reviews and our weekends stay booked too. Our weekdays are, oh, yeah. you know, we've done a few tricks, but we're booked out months in advance on the weekends. So when you're looking at, right, the, the geodome house and you're thinking about making it unique and different, and it just not quite reaching that mirror house number. Do you think there's, is, is it just because there's more geodomes in the area and that the mirror house is just a one and one off and like no yep. one else is going to get yep. that anywhere? Yeah. Uh, that's the main reason I can, um, just from my experience, really, really justify it. There are a couple of more amenities over there that we add. Like there's the sauna as well that the company makes, which, they, I didn't even necessarily want a sauna, but they were the ones that were like, hey, you should do the sauna because nobody has a sauna, really. And then I kind of thought about it. Just being in Houston, it's its own sauna when you walk outside. But marketing-wise, it was the best choice I made because then we have the outdoor bath, outdoor shower that's off this. It, it, it's in a little bit better spot. I'd say it's the jewel of our land, personally. So that adds to it as well. But if you put these neck and neck, the mirror house would definitely get a little more because it is a little more unique. Cool. And, but the geo house was really just a slightly less when it came to the setting up and, and purchasing yeah. and everything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you take the infrastructure numbers out for just the, just cause they kind of skew things in different ways. Sure. Um, the build was, they were pretty close, maybe just slightly less, um, on the geo dome. So I know I asked about upkeep, but what about your team? Does anything change in regards to this? I mean, I would assume with the mirror house, maybe there's an expectation or the geodome house, maybe there's an expectation of presentation upon arrival with, you know, goodies or things like that, that maybe a, a house doesn't have to have. Is, is there anything about prepping the house with your team that needs to be done that maybe you wouldn't be doing with a normal house? Um, yeah, definitely. Like, uh, I have a full-time cleaning team that pretty much handle everything now and they, and I handle all my units and, 
they definitely had a learning curve to some of the things. But in the end, if you've got a, I, I tried out, you know, six or seven different cleaners on my own personal house and other places before I found out who was good and people that, you know, are really interested in, you know, working and making a difference. They, they, you know, they knock it out the park every time. And there are, and we learn as we go. These are all very yeah. nuanced. There's things I'm learning all the time. And, and this is when you connect with people. Even I just got off before I got off the call here, I was on a consulting call with a, a guy in the UK who owns the biggest site of glamping site over there, mm. picking his brain about a bunch of things that, you know, figuring out ways to, that are very nuanced that only people that really do this type of thing are going to be able to really help you answer. And so, you know, and I, and I, there's been a lot of people that have had this guidance for me throughout the time that, you know, your, your, your best friend is, isn't going to be doing these type of weird things you're thinking of. They're not going to be able to really give you insight. Maybe, I don't know if, if so, you have great friends, but, um, so yeah, so I, I, I'm always learning and, and my team is learning and we're just gradually getting better and learning from other experience and being in Facebook groups and all, all the different education out there. You pick up little tidbits to yeah. implement in your own business and that's how you really get a fine-tuned system. One of the things we're always talking about is, you know, the more unique, the more amazing the experience, the more likely you're going to have a return guest. So how many return guests, if you had to ballpark it percentage wise, do you feel like you have? Um, We're pretty high. Um, We're, you know, we're still a little bit newer, but I'd say we're probably in the 15 or 20% that have awesome. at least rebooked or came or at least like shown a lot of uh, encouragement on rebooking probably for the summer. And we do that with different, you know, I didn't touch on it fully, but we do give a small welcome basket um, with just some little goodies. We also have another small basket that's kind of like a, in case you forgot something thing with like little toothbrush packet, um, little uh, eye mask, earplugs, a couple of small things that most people never use. But if somebody really does want it, they'll be there. And then, you know, we do a lot of email marketing. We do all types of small things to um, bring people back, but really just creating that experience and then figuring out a way to to get back in touch with them. That's why we do a lot of direct booking. So we always control the, the guests anyways, as far as their uh, to market back to them. It's not like Airbnb where sure. we're trying to, we have, we have methods that we could get it, but because we do so much upfront marketing, keeping the guests most of the time after that is pretty relatively easy. And, you know, always a, a good little promo code if they were a good guest. It, it helps entice them and there's no uh there's no harm off you if you know they were a good guest those are the best to come back anyways Garrett, what have i not asked you about running this kind of business that you feel is important for people to know i think people just some people realize don't realize how much of the hospitality industry is involved with the the airbnb short-term rental side um you got you got to be successful in two fronts when you're doing this the real estate side the you know the investing part of it how you get the property and then also the the back end hospitality side, whether it's you or you're building the infrastructure of people that will be able to help you implement that hospitality side to keep this going. Because it is, you know, there are, and especially in some markets, say you're not doing this as unique of a property, um, you're really going to have even more competition out there. So I would definitely just recommend making sure you're understanding the principles of, and even as you talk about how to bring guests back, like the hospitality side mixed with a little bit of marketing, mixed with some real estate. There's there's different fronts. And don't be afraid to reach out to other people and get their advice or and take that ed education very seriously. Awesome. Gary, where can people follow you? And especially if they're like, hey, I want to know how to go get one of these and start running this business, where can they find you? Sure. Um, so you can find me on Insta like the glamping page is Cameron Ranch Glamping, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok, all that jazz. 
And then I also have a, another Instagram that's a little more personal real estate side called Nice Flipping Choice. And yeah, so um, you can contact And you're also me there. a realtor. Yep, I am a realtor. I, I, I got the itch for a lot of this, even though real estate, I mean, realtor side isn't necessarily for me. The one thing great about real estate is there's a million ways to like find what you like and, and make it make it a successful business for you. Awesome. Garrett Brown, man, this has been a very fun and unique conversation about glamping. Thank you so much for jumping on to the Fearless Investors podcast and helping our audience to conquer the world of short-term rentals, especially the glamping ones. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right, guys, as usual, we've got the links down in the description or the show notes for you so you can go take a look. But connect with Garrett if this is something that you want to do. You can definitely get some help from him and you can just get some inspiration from his website alone. That's going to do it for us here on the Fearless Investors Podcast where we're helping you to conquer the world of short-term rentals. We'll see you next time. Hey, Fearless Investor community. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Fearless Investor. If you haven't already, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. And for more free content, check out my YouTube channel, also called the Fearless Investor, and our website, www.fearlesskyle.com. Until next time, keep on conquering the world of short-term rentals. Thank <laughs> you.